Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast. This is episode 115 and I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts. And what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. If you would like to support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. Now, we said last week that apart from kicking off with news, we were going to bring any online chatter we came across. And you came across some unusual online chatter during the week. Yeah, I was looking at the Motorhome Enthusiast Ireland um, Facebook group there and uh, uh, Declan Slattery had put up a post there saying, for Moy's new motorhome parking area, which is owned by Cork County Council, um, it's on a trial at the moment to see if it will get much use before they provide additional ser- services like fresh water, grey water facilities. He said it's parking only for now, but isn't getting any use and the cars have decided to start parking into the spaces again and um, so it won't be long before this area is lost if it isn't being used so basically Declan was just putting out a um uh, a message to everyone hey guys if you're in the area for my yeah or take a traveling down that way you know pop in park up in the space must make use of the the service and um we'll get to keep it and that, and that space will grow now i have seen a few people saying Aaron, that it was a hard to find location yes within so it's it's in the town of formoy as well um you know you'll probably find it in some of the apps uh, if you do a search online but um you know if you're nearby or fancy somewhere different to go um it would be great to to go and check out formoy's great little town it's a great town and cork seems to be leading the way county cork seems to be leading the way supplying and providing motorhome and campervan facilities very much that's how it appears all right doesn't it um well let, let's cove like and yeah, yeah. so anybody passing through from i see would it be bypassed if you're heading to cork even if you're heading down for the ferry you don't need to go through for my but if you're going for a day out and you don't want to go on the motorway head on into tremore i think it's i'm going oh, to get I... this wrong but i think it's baker's hill it's definitely a hill name and chances are I have got it wrong, but it's in for my there's camper van spaces and let's start using them because there's nothing worse than having the cars used and then the white marks should be taken off the road next year. Yeah, we don't want that happening. Just by the way, that's in for my not Tremor, Aaron, okay? Yeah, I said for my <laughs> the first time you said Tremor, the second time I you said Did I? <laughs> Do you know you what did. guys? I am you you've said it. I'm gone place blind, haven't I? I mean I've proven place it over name, the years. Place sure. name blind, yeah. Place name blind. Anyway, it's for my let's start <laughs> using it. Right. News topics. Now we spoke a couple of weeks ago about bar- the height barriers gone up in Dunfannery. And oh, there he is, Charlie getting his say. Um the issue has come to a head. You've got some news on that. Yeah, there's an article in the DonegalDaily.com there on the uh, 19th. Um, the title was Campers and Tourist Issues Come to a Head in Dunfanaghy. An influx of campervans visitors to Dunfanaghy is raising concerns among locals this summer. The seaside village has experienced serious, serious pressures on amenities and parking as staycationers flock to the area each week. But efforts are now underway to reach a solution that is positive for locals and visitors alike. Um, a community meeting will take place on Tuesday at 7pm in Market Square to discuss the village capacity and provide facilities for campervans and other tourists. So meeting organiser Anne Sweeney says the lack of caravan park and the early closing of local public toilets um, will be some of the main topics 
for discussion at the meeting. Now, I think that meeting is taking place already, Aaron, has it? was. I saw on the news forums uh, over this week. I think it was on Tuesday night last night, and I did see that it didn't go too well for motorhomes. Now, I was in Corcraigan Mill in Dunfannery last year. Myself and Charlie went up there to do a review, and we were in Boyles in Port New, also up Donegal area, and I did drive through Dunfannery. I did notice the beautiful harbour. There was five or six motorhomes, and I went... Wow, that's nice to see. But now there's a height barrier, but I believe it didn't go too well for us. We'll just have to watch the news. I'm sure the newspaper, the Donegal Daily, will do a story on it. I think that only comes out once a week. I can understand why that area is so popular as well. It's beautiful up around there, but... um you know, um, they'll miss out on a, a lot of uh, trade if they don't do something. You know, people will just, if they're made feel unwelcome, they're just going to take their, their spending money somewhere else. And the thing is, they're used to that income because there has been an influx of vans, not just in COVID times. Like, it is a popular spot. So businesses are used to that income. And I honestly do think they will miss it. If it's knocked on the head. Yeah. And as Aaron said, he has a video um, of Cork Reg and Mill up in Dunfanaghy. So if you want to just check that out, you'll find it on the Charlie and Me vlog there. And sticking with news, Chris, Dennis, one of our regular contributors, sent me news about the bylaws covering camping spots in Dungarvan. If you remember, only a couple of weeks ago, myself and Charlie did a video, a follow up video of Quans in Dungarvan. And we spoke about it on the podcast. There are facilities there. At the time, there was no barrier or there was no signs up about the cost and the, the facilities weren't open with the exception of parking bays. Well, the bylaws have now been published and I'm not going to read through all of the points, but some of the points I am going to give you is the maximum charge for a motorhome caravan parking ticket shall be €10 for a period of 24 hours. This charge can be reduced at low season by the chief executive's order if required. So this is Quans and Dungarvan that we were talking about only a couple of weeks ago. Another thing, a motor caravan shall not be parked in the motorhome caravan parking area for a period in excess of 48 hours. That's 48 consecutive hours. And I think this is possibly as important as the 10 euro charge. The following shall not be used in the motor caravan parking area. Awnings, tables, chairs, other camping equipment, built-in generators or freestanding generators. So if you remember a couple of weeks back, we said there were new bylaws brought into Waterford stopping overnight parking. This is now an amendment to that or an addition to that stating with the exception of the motorhome parking spaces that have been um, put in recently. So you've done Garvin. There's a few in Waterford City. You've What's the, the cove that we were on about? Oh, Kilmoran Cove. Kilmoran Cove. So yeah. you can park there. Now, there's no charges on some of them, but this is basically about Dungarvan. But no awnings, tables, chairs, other camping equipment, built-in or freestanding generators. Yeah. Please bear that in mind. I think that's great news, like 10 euros for overnight parking, yeah. 24 hours yeah. parking. With facilities. That's fantastic. And I've been down there, and you've been down there, Aaron, and they're well, well laid out, very yeah. spacious spots. I think they have a, they'll have a, a meter in there that's, that's due to be activated soon as well. Yeah. I think it was up to that point it was free. But look, I don't think it's unreasonable for people not to be putting up awnings or tables and chairs or camping equipment, you know, when you're in a car park scenario. You yeah, know, so like this is a car park scenario. Like that is different, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it is a car park scenario. Now, listen, when you go down to Quans and you stand with your back to, to the sea and you see the nine spaces, there's a yellow box, you know, yellow, like no parking in the middle of the road, you know, those boxes. There's a parking bay. There's a yellow box. There's a parking bay. And that happens nine times. And then at the very end, you have your wastewater, you have your fresh water. And as you say, the meters are now going in. The yellow box is not your pitch. That's the three meter legal kind of gap. Safety between, zone. Yes. Do not put out your tables and chairs there. Your parking space is your parking space. So please, the bylaws state. So let's not ruin it. It's fantastic that Dungarvan have done this for us. And let's see more towns and villages copping onto this. And 10 euro to be able to dispose of water and get fresh water, everything but electricity. Fantastic. And it's a 10 minute walk into the square in Dungarvan. It's it's fantastic. It really is. It is. There's a video up on youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. I think we put it up about three Wednesdays ago. And they did say that if you can only use the water uh, and sewage services if you've paid the minimum fee, which, again, yes, this, I don't yes. think it's unreasonable, you know. No, I think there's to stop day trippers just pulling up, yeah. availing of the services. Passing so by. let's yeah. not abuse it. Guys, let's just put our arms around it. Give it a big social distance hug. There's only nine parking spaces. So let's just use them and pay your tenor and leave the place as clean as you get it. That's it. Look, thanks, Dennis, for sending on that update. It's, I was wondering, actually, how much the charge was going to be for it. So, look, I'm happy to hear that it's it's 10 euros. And, you know, if at some stage in the future they decided to pay or to put in electricity there as well, uh, you know, I don't think anyone would mind putting in a, a paying a little bit extra for no. the electricity thing no. as well. Well, you, you know, do so. it on site, don't you, on a lot of campsites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Listeners, messages and shout outs this week. Marion was on to you with an electrical question. Yeah, so Marion, uh, just a quick message on Twitter. She says, any advice on what microwave to buy for my first motorhome? He says, she says, are they useful? Thanks in advance. So uh, my understanding, uh, what Marion is looking to do is retrofit uh, a microwave mm-hmm. into the motorhome. Now, I don't have a microwave. Uh, we just kind of managed to do it out. And a lot of campsites we stay in would have microwaves yeah. in the camper's kitchen that we would use for popcorn or Mm-hmm. or heating up pancakes or something like that. You know, you have one, aren't you? We had one in the A-class and right. I transferred it to the Heimer we have now and then it stopped working and we haven't replaced it. And I have to be honest, I like having the press. Uh, what I would say to you is you've got to remember most campsites are 16 amps, some are 10 amps when you're plugged in. If you're buying Marion or any of you are thinking of buying a microwave, buy a small wattage one. Let's say, for example, mine was 800 watts and that's only three amps. So you're not going to trip anything out and on 800 watts a 1000 watt inverter will run that for you comfortably so you know if you're thinking of getting one go and measure your press and you will find one we found one that just fitted there was no alterations needed to the woodwork it slid right into the bottom press under the fridge i put in a powerpoint and we only used it when we were on mains because it was only three amps so 800 watts a thousand watts you're kind of pushing it that brings you up to five five and a half amps still plenty but 800 watts is nice. It'll heat a tin of beans in a minute. And, you know, That's what are you going to be doing? Yeah. As you say, popcorn yeah. or anything like that. So, Marion or any of you thinking of getting it, 800 watts is plenty. And you'll have no problem tripping electricity, uh, even on a 10-amp site. So, yeah. Yeah, and if you're so, going to be camping on campsites, you maybe you don't need one as Aaron says. You might want the space. might be at more of a mm-hmm. premium, you know. So, most campsites would have a, a microwave these days for people to use as well. I'd be very surprised if they hadn't. Mark was on to you then, and he has a hack, and I absolutely love this. Now, this one, <laughs> you have to listen, guys, because I didn't get it at first, and then I went, 
Oh yeah, that's a good idea. So I'll read it first. Uh, I'll clarify because this is kind of a, a number of different conversations myself and Mark have had over the last week or so. So um, he says it started by uh, messing me say, look, I have an Irish ferries voucher for 720 that they won't extend it to next year. Now, I just say that's the shortened version of the message I got from Mark. There was a, a few bleeps and stuff we, we took out. He wasn't so happy, but... He wasn't going to let this let this go, so he got back in touch with with uh, Irish Ferries, and he sent me a message. He said, "He said I found a way to sort it out, so I can I can use the voucher for next year." He said, "I text Irish Ferries on Facebook Messenger and asked them if I book to travel this year with flexible travel, um, can I cancel and get a voucher for the next two years?" He said, it "Seems crazy that they can't extend it." So then a few days later, he got back. He said, looks like I have a way, guys. He says, um, I have booked this morning to travel on the ferry in September 2021. He said, this stemmed from a message I got back from Irish Ferries. And Irish Ferries wrote to him, good morning, Mark. He said, if you make a booking for 2021 and use your COVID credit, using your COVID credit 2020, if the booking is flexible and if it's cancelled more than 48 hours, and um, for IRC or eight days for France, uh, then the credit any subsequent payment will be held until 2022. So what Mark basically did is he had a voucher which he needed to use this year, so he booked a, a flexible travel ticket. So now he's going to cancel the ticket and get another voucher for next year, which so is what seems, he wanted in the first place. So it seems crazy he had to go through this, but. I, I'd imagine a lot of those ferry companies are, have kind of automated systems yeah. that are just set up not to allow that. So yeah. in fairness, you know, the solution was confirmed by Irish Ferries as well. And, you know, they were very helpful. That was just a little bit of extra work for Mark to go and, and get it. But look, a happy ending for Irish Ferries. They still keep the bases. Mark is happy and he's going to go off on his trip. And he just ended his saying, look, he says, we're off to Tralee today for the weekend, uh, first trip of the year. So thanks, Mark, for all your messages. And we hope you enjoyed your trip to Tralee. Yeah, Tralee, nice spot. Uh, there's so many people, and you know what? We've seen it ourselves. So many people getting away. So many people an awful lot happier. And it's great to see, and I think I said it to you last week, we were in Mount Shannon, uh, the lakeside. It's great to see tenters actually getting out. Okay, reduced numbers, but still with facilities, they're still getting out, and it's great to see it. And that's a nice segue, Aaron, to our next section, which is campsites and stopovers, because we were both camping together for the first time since last year yeah. on a campsite, and um, there was lots of tents where we were as well. There was. There was actually, I think we were outnumbered, or it was a good 50-50, but it was great to see yeah. it. And as you say, that camper's kitchen had a microwave, if I'm not mistaken. That's it. It sure did. Yeah. Now, we've reviewed this campsite before on uh, an early episode. We, we were up in Clomel in a, a lovely little campsite called Powers the Pot. And uh, we, I'd been there a number of years beforehand. And uh, it's just a fantastic little old fashioned campsite mm -hmm. right up in the middle of the Cumber Mountains, literally so close that we actually put our boots on on Saturday and we walked from the campsite up the hill in the track and we walked part of Nakanafan Ridge which was in the Cumber Mountains Now when he says we it's it's they, they, this <laughs> part of we as in Chris and Aaron, this part of we didn't, it <laughs> is an old school campsite, the toilets are dated but kept immaculately clean Niall is a great host he looks after you, he's just, you know what He's just so easygoing, isn't he? The campsite is brilliant. We were pitched to get it. We did our social distancing, even though we've all been jabbed. The tenters were chatting to us. It was great to see tents and caravans on site. The kids could play ball. There was even a football pitch with, with goalposts, which you don't see on many sites. 
plenty of power, 16 amp power, plenty of water, free showers. What I would say to you is if you're into your hiking, now the guys were going, it was a good eight or 10 kilometer hike. If you're into your hiking, yes. Cycling, you'd want to be a good enthusiast because there's a lot of hills. But like me, if you like to do nothing and just relax, powers the pot is for you. One thing is, Remember, you're up the woods, you're up the mountains, midges, so make sure you've got your citronella candles or your bug sprays. But apart from that, the weather was fantastic. We had an absolute ball. It was great to have the camping crew out camping again. And it's a place I would go back to. Now, I was there, like you, I was there 20 years ago in one of my first motorhomes. And I had a dog at the time called Purdy Damnation, and she got sick, so I never got to stay. Now, it's only 20 minutes from my house, so I actually went home. When I converted my first, well, my first conversion was a bus. Niall actually gave me the sponge because he was closing his youth hostel and he gave me the bed sponges for my my van. So it was great to get up there. It was a brilliant weekend with the exception of the few midgy bites. But apart from that, food was lovely. The weather was lovely. And it was great to be touching base with the crew again. Yeah, Friday evening was very mild. There wasn't a breeze. So if you have a breeze there, the the midges came out. So um, we just lit up a, a little... The little stove I reviewed there two weeks ago on the campsite for doing up the, the marshmallows. I put some kind of green green Wet grass, grass yeah. onto it and it smoked out of it. But uh, yeah, look, as long as you're prepared, it's great. And, you know, uh, in terms of a campsite as well, if you are traveling there and you plan to take it easy and not kind of sightsee too much, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nearest shops are in Clomel town as well. So we suggest you shop off, yeah. stop off even and do your shopping before you head up to the to the campsite. Now, do you know why it's called Powers the Pot? No, Aaron, tell us what's going on. Right, let, let me tell you now. We're going back to Huguenot days and back to the Fado, 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 Fado. Seemingly, some English people came over and took all the land. And then this Irish guy gave that piece of land to a family called Powers, but there was no water. So, to get water, there's a stream where you guys went walking up the mountains, and your man dug a trench from the freshwater stream all the way down to the across the road and put in a black pot. And his name was Power. And if people were talking about somebody, they'd say, she you know, your man, Powers of the Pot. And that's oh, how it became good. known as Powers of the Pot. Bit of history. Know that, I, yeah. I found that out over the weekend. I asked my <laughs> wife to call Powers of the Pot. Smash anyway, it. it's a fabulous place. Well worth it. They're on powersthepot.com if you want to check out their website. And it's well worth a trip if you just want to sit back or go on a good hike. Right. So uh, Liam Kay put up a review of the Glenavar Hello car. Caravan yes. and Camping Park, Aaron. I think you, yes. you've been up there once or twice before, have you? I've, I've been there a few times, yeah. Uh, CampsiteReview.com, our sister site, is in the middle and constantly being upgraded at the moment. But the forum is up and running. A lot of new members, and thank you for that. But Liam got on to CampsiteReview.com and he said about the Glen of Arlow Caravan and Camping Park. Aaron rates this as his favourite site in brackets. I think he might have mentioned it once. <laughs> Easy to see why. Check-in was smooth. George has reserved a large pitch. So, by the way, Liam has a car and caravan. George had reserved a large pitch to cater for our unit. Pitch seven, opposite the facility block. It's large enough site that we weren't jammed in for the weekend. Our pitch was slightly off level, but soon rectified with ramps. The views, though, are fantastic. We spent hours just sitting out, taking the views in. The site is barriered and a fob is supplied on arrival. There are water points between every other pitch. No issues with electrical hookup. Toilets, showers and campus kitchen were operational at 50% capacity. Showers are free and excellent. Tenters were catered for and there were many present. However, my bugbear. 
The rec room, TV room and laundry room were closed. And I have issues with campsites operating with reduced facilities, but do not reduce their rates. This is not just on this site. I am aware there are others operating similarly. On the site rules state no fires, no bikes. Thankfully, the rules are not enforced. We paid 56 euro for two nights with electrical hookup. Things to do. Care, 20 minute spin, Tipperary Town, 15 minutes. Care is a wonderful historical town with numerous river walks, etc. All in all, it's an example of how all sites should operate, despite my little gripe. George and Rosaline run a smooth operation and plans are afoot to return. That's what I have said over the years. We were only there with the B-Ball the Wednesday before Liam was there. Um, there's a whole new entrance. And what Liam didn't say is when you issued a key fob, there's the, the barrier, right-hand and left-hand key fob. So when you're driving in the gate, if you don't have a passenger, you know, on your left-hand drive, there's a key fob entry on the right and the left. And I think that's lovely. But that's, Liam, thank you very much for the Glen of Arlo. That's uh, George and Rosalie Drew's Glen of Arlo Caravan and Camping Park in County Tip. Excellent. Leads us nicely so to your couple of videos on Charlie Media Week, Aaron. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, today's video is an info video. If you remember, again, the aforementioned Dennis told us about the AutoTool X95 GPS gadget that I bought for the dash of the B-Ball and I've been using it for a year. And I said, let's just do a review on it. So that was this morning's video. It literally is about six or seven minutes. Got a great response, so much so I got two people emailing looking for the code again to actually go and, and buy it. They liked the leveling device on it. So check that out. It's the Wednesday video. And this coming Friday, about two weeks ago, a few of us went down to Stone Park Lodge Camping Park in Ballanderry in County Tipperary. I was saying Gary Kennedy, but sure, hey, take what I say with a pinch of salt. I got the county right. So this Friday, nine o'clock, Stone Park Lodge Caravan and Camping Park in Ballanderry in County Tipperary, 9am youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Great. So we'll move on to the tips and camping hack section. And this is a, a reminder tip um, for new and old motorhomers, uh, home owners. And um, this was particularly geared out with motorhome owners um, to check out the Motorhome Parking Ireland app that's available on iOS and Android. Um, if you, there's a website associated with it, and that's motorhomeparkingireland.com. Um, according to what they say there, they have over 1,400 points of interest and places for motorhomers in Ireland. Places include motorhome parking, all the different airs, uh, the campsites, free overnight parking spots, bars and restaurants, anyone that will let motorhomes stay. They also give points of interest, I believe, as well, showing LPG locations and things like that, you know. But it's kind of little mini reviews and uh, information. So it's a real handy app to, to have on the phone. That's Motorhome Parking Ireland. And it's forever being updated. So you could literally look at it today and I can guarantee you by this day next week, there'll be more points on it. And they also have campsites on it. So it really is worth it. MotorhomeParkingIreland.com is the website. And from there, they'll tell you how to download the app and put it onto your Android or to your iOS. Yeah, I know now, some people are having struggling finding campsites. So that might mm -hmm. pick a couple of places that might not be in the, the normal fault locations and that as well. It might help you find places out of the way, you know. Yeah, so it definitely is worth having. Let's move on to products. Now, this one, I'm going to let you take this because you do the products. But Peter Cody was on to you about um, a kind of a health product, really. Yeah, we got a very important tweet from Peter recently. He said at the camping crew, he said, this is an ingenious idea and it's worth telling everyone about about it. So uh, he retweeted a tweet from Ed Smith 
um, from Today FM. And um, Ed said, with all the talk about Ericsson's cardiac arrest, the excellent gang at the Twitter handle at AED Locator have created an app called AED Locator. So this is a web app. He said the app is available at aedlocator.ie or you'll find it with aed.rescue.ie as well. Basically, it has brilliantly mapped 2,279 uh, AED the devices around Ireland. Um, wow. So it's really vitally interesting. It's, as I said, it's a web app, so you can go to the webpage aed.rescue.ie and you can save that to your mobile desktop. And I suggest that everybody should do this because, you know, the last thing you want to be doing is trying to find one of these devices. Yeah. Trying to download an app or, or find yeah. it. If you have this on your phone, you need like a defibrillator or you need something, um, this will help you find the nearest devices and it shows all of the devices where they're located right across the country and as we said there's thousands of them there and let me just add as well uh, to it it's probably a good recommendation for uh, everybody to get first aid trained and CPR training and all of that as well you just never know when you're no. going to need it and as he said you know Ericsson's cardiac arrest there really brought it to mind for everyone. It was so public and, you know, half the world has seen so quick. Yeah, it really did. I think Ross in our group has done the first aid training. So we're lucky in that sense. But yeah, it is something that maybe it is something you could look at doing. If there's a group of you, one or two of you doing a CPR or first aid course, God knows you could save one of your own family's lives, never mind a stranger. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 really important. Again, that webpage is aed.rescue.ie, and it works on your location on your device, so it'll tell you where the nearest one is if you needed to to go for it. And if anyone's coming over to Ireland to visit us and listening to the podcast, our emergency services numbers are nine 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 or one one two from a mobile device. Right, which moves us on to Camp Life, which we'll finish up. We'd like to uh, throw in a little bit of fun or even just ask a question here. So what have you come up with this week? Yeah, we're planning out, uh, I suppose, the next kind of six months of episodes and that we've done some great interviews over the last two years of the podcast. We like to, to continue to do those, you know, every few episodes as well. So, you know, I put out a tweet um, yesterday asking who would you like us to interview on future episode podcasts so we want to ask the listeners that as well um, if there's somebody you think would be a great person for us to interview whether it's somebody related to camping or tenting or motorhoming you know it doesn't have to be commercial it can be just an interesting person mm-hmm. who's been all over the world you know um, camping uh, we're, we're, we'd be very interested to speak to anybody you know, that you guys think might be interesting to, to listen to and learn from as well, you know, like we've done Martin Dory, we've done... Um, we've done The Buggins, the book, the cooking book. The Buggins, the cookbook, we've um, done Vanderlust and just... Yeah, we've Cara done Pat, yeah, we've done loads. Of, and even if you yourself are listening to the podcast and you say, oh, I have a story to tell, please do get in touch. We'll give you the details in a second. But that's the type of thing we're looking for. It doesn't have to be a commercial venture. We just want to chat to people and maybe people that you think you'd like to hear. And that's what we'd want to do. That's it. So uh, if you you think of anybody that might be interesting, um, we'd certainly love um, to to hear from you. And as usual, we also like to get the messages and ideas and campsite suggestions and products and, you know, keep those suggestions coming in. You know, a lot of the topics we spoke about today now were requested by by um, the, the listeners as well. So um, we really want your ideas. 
And we want to remind you that we've got the car stickers, which are free and always will be. Uh, you can stick it on your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, or your car. All we need is your name, your address, and your postcode, and we get them out to you in the post ASAP. But of course, for you to get in touch with us, you need our contact details, and Chris has them. Yes, our email address is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. Our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie. Instagram, you'll find it's at the Camping Crew Podcast. On Twitter, we're at the Camping Crew. On Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Forum-wise, you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com, boars.ie, or... Of course, we're on campsitereview.com. The new forum is up and running and getting new members every day. Thank you for that. It's free and always will be. Campsitereview.com. Click on the tab that says forum. And then every Friday and the odd Wednesday with info videos, but every Friday, campsite reviews are back on youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. That is it. Another episode 115. Thank you for your input. You guys giving us the input gives us the contents for the show. Please do get in touch. If you see us on a campsite, please do come over and say hi. We've always got stickers on board and we'd love to actually put a face to the names. From me, Aaron Virtual, stay safe. Yeah, and it's a goodbye for me, Chris, as well. And as I say every week, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to tell your camping friends about us. Give us a, a like or give us a shout out on social media as well. Um, or any groups that you're in as well. We'd love to grow the listenership as much as we can and, and share what we've learned with other people. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.